When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, episode 58, and they said we'd never get past 58. two. You've been doing this for, for uh, a year and 14 a 14 months. Yeah. Or, oh, no, that's right. I think we time started off. in January. That's right. We skipped off. a few, so. Yep. Yeah. yeah. In studio today with... Benji Bloom. Andy Rampernard. Ryan Winkler. There you go. You figured it out. He did. He's clever. <laughs> I know he is. You look at me. <laughs> That's why he's a politician. My mouth. <laughs> we'll be right back after these exciting uh, announcements from our sponsors. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer. for. <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. We, ooh, this is pretty snazzy. Yeah. Where'd you get this? I made it. I knew you made it. Am I supposed to hear it? Yes. Oh, you might have to turn those on. Is there an on switch there? Yeah. I don't know if it makes a difference. That's great. So can you can hear? You hear? Can you hear me now? Oh, wait a minute. If it's too loud. Can you not hear? Is it too loud? There's, there's volume control on the side. Yeah. Oh, Someone touched the tuner. He's been charging for about 10 years. <laughs> yeah, turn that's on. true. Well, well, they are on. They left them on in the charger. That was smart. Oh, well, hopefully they charge. Why would you do that? Mm. All right. We're good to go. go. A well-oiled machine. We'll We're joined in studio by uh, Minnesota House uh, Majority Leader Ryan Winkler, who... Uh, was on the show. You're the first politician brave enough to come you on. You were. That was phenomenal. And he called into the KQ Morning Show. Yeah. And then uh, probably a month or two after that, I've got some friends that do PR work, and actually one of them works in the Republican Party. They said, I, we heard Winkler. you got to have Pat Garofalo on. So oh, we had him on, too. He was, he was really phenomenal. Very nice. I bet he'd like talking about his car. Maybe. Well, you know, we <laughs> did. It's funny because... 
I had never met him before, and we opened with the same deal, and we won't do that with you again, where you tell the story of your first car, and he talks about <laughs> losing his virginity in the front seat of a Dodge Omni. I'm like, oh, that's a strong opening. <laughs> you should see the face. Not, not exactly he's, Vegas. He's, right. He's not facing the camera. You should have seen the, the look on Ryan's face when he was like, was <laughs> 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 very funny, actually. And I, would, I, I had Anton Milton Mukes lined up to come on, and I think probably a day or two after he committed that CNN and Fox started calling him. And yeah. like, let's see. Well, I said Star Tribune in endorsed him. St. Louis Park or Fox. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, Star That's Tribune endorsed him. That what really kind of surprised me. Tell me what you think about this race, because I have a feeling a lot of people are going to vote in the primary, which is yeah, really unusual, isn't it? I think a lot of people are tuned in to political issues this year. At first, I mean, obviously, 2020, huge presidential election mm-hmm. year. Uh, pandemic makes public issues personal for everybody. And on top of all that, people don't have as much to do. There's no sports to oh, watch yeah. or hardly any sports oh, yeah. to watch. So I think there's a lot more focus on kind of what's going on in the world of politics and government. And so I can see a huge turnout in the primary. What that means, I have no idea. Yeah, well, that was my next question. I mean, it's... It's it's hard to uh, uh, in oh what's the word I'm looking for yes. beat an incumbent, but it's happened in some primaries, uh, um, some established Democratic uh, legislatures nationally have lost to uh, up and coming yeah, kind of to. far left wing people. It's but then again, that would you know that's not exactly the dynamic in this race either. Yeah, no, no it isn't. It's no. kind of the opposite. <clears throat> right, right. That's true. Now, ballpark, how old are you? For, <laughs> I can, I, give I you can look exact, it up on Wikipedia well, if you wanted to. You know, I'm 44. You're 44. So now we, we, we close no, the gap. He's in his yeah, 20s. Andy's in his 30s. Now. You're in the 40s. Timmy was in his 50s. Yeah. He's in his 60s, and I'm the host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also here. Now I got another 15 months before yes, I, you do. I move on to another decade. Yeah. You believe that? Wow. Getting close. Well, thanks. <laughs> Getting close. <laughs> So just embrace it. What do you think about? I have to deal with pretty much every morning, and this is something that, that you should pay attention to, Benji. Every morning, I have to deal with the fact that people are extreme. Well, even Michelle Obama now has come out and said that she has low-grade depression. She just revealed it last night. It's in the it's on all the news sites today. People are getting worn down really badly by the and it, okay. whether it's you know the COVID or or you know the the peaceful protests. <laughs> or the rioting, or the, you know, you go down the list. It just, it doesn't seem to end right now. Well, and no. 13% of the country's out of work. That that's, can add to the yeah. stress level, I think. There's no question about that. And so, I mean... I, it, it, usually, you know, when things are bad, you feel like, all right, I can take some active steps and make right. and build out of this. We can, yep. we can do what we need to do to come out of this. A pandemic? You have no idea I what's know. coming. You all don't right. know how long it's going to last. I think and, the big the big thing is is being isolated in your own home, oh, yeah. being you know being stuck <laughs> in a room in a house, and some people are living alone where they can't you know use their use a job, use going out um, to restaurants and bars and stuff as a way to kind of distract themselves and you know think that everything is okay. Yeah. So now yeah. you you get inside your own head. I tell you, my father-in-law is 93 years old. We're finally going to fly him up here. <clears throat> He's going to move really? up here. That's great. Wow. Yeah, Catherine teed it all up. But here, he, here's a guy who's been sequestered at a, as a retirement home in the one-bedroom unit where he found his wife dead. 
How thrilling would that be to not be able to leave that room He's for stuck. months? Mm-hmm. He's stuck in a room, so all he ever sees is where where my mother-in-law died. It's like, oh, God, can you imagine that? How horrible that must be. And also retirement homes are probably the worst places yeah, to, be. to be right now. Yeah, and then wait until this winter when it's, you know, oh, everything's gonna, just going to This is, uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this. No, no I know. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, Benji was asking me earlier, how the hell did you ever get into Harvard? I, well, he didn't put it. <laughs> <laughs> he must know me. Yeah. <laughs> he must know. No, he didn't say that. No, we're just talking about that whole situation. Ah, the college is not looking good. Uh, schools are certainly not looking good. Edina, no. somebody told me, is going to go to a two-day school. Week. I think all the schools are trying to figure out a way to, how to mix it yeah. up. Younger kids mm-hmm. with more time in school, older kids with less time in school. You know, there aren't. You know, there are no good answers, right? No, there giving aren't. up You're on right. a year of education is a bad answer. Having a school become a hotspot is a bad answer. Yeah. Having a bunch of kids who need school services the most, and maybe having the least ability in their family life to do practice other kinds of social distancing mm-hmm. and follow those restrictions, not a good outcome there either. I listened to a, a show Carrie Miller put on the day after the governor's announcement, and she had superintendents, principals, teachers. It was like a three-hour-long deal, and it was it was actually really interesting. And the more that I learned about it, I'm kind of glad that the counties have the ability to make their own decisions. But the, to a person, all the educators said the same things, that last spring we had six days to figure out what to do, and we screwed it up really bad. Mm. Now we've had all summer because we knew it was either going to be in school, online learning, or some sort of hybrid. So we've had time to plan that out. And, you know, one of the interesting solutions was uh, the hybrid solution. I don't remember what the district was, but they divide the class the, the, the class in half by alphabet. And if you were in the first half, you'd go to school physically Monday and Tuesday. Everybody would go online on Wednesday. And then the... You know, New Thursday, Friday. M through Z's of <clears throat> right. Thursday and Friday. That, you know, it's a creative solution. So, you know, I don't think it's going to be great, but, you know, as having four children in college and in high school last spring was two of them breezed right through it. The other two was a total disaster. And they're all straight right. kids, but they just, you know, two of them just struggled. It was that's really hard. Was well, so, even if they're doing fine, they're not getting that much out of it. Yeah. At no, least they weren't right. last spring. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my situation was lucky because at North High School, there was never anybody there anyway. So yeah. you showed up, you're the only one in class. So, you know, What was the work release program called back in the 70s in high school? They had it, some name it for it. It wasn't work release. I, I know, not it was close to that. Well, I, I went to Marshall U, and I got credit for working somehow. Yeah, you did. It was the work, OJT? Work incentive Something programs. Like that. Yeah, I don't it might have been work incentive program. Whip, mm-hmm. The WIP program. Whip, yeah. Which I don't think they call it the WIP program anymore nope. either. <laughs> Probably not. Be changing All the vernacular has been changed, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, I think it was the work incentive program, I Something think. Like that. I think it was. But, uh, you know, I, I tell you, back when I was 13, when they burned Plymouth Avenue down while I was living there, um, that was weird going to school during that whole time. It was bizarre. And we had a, our own tank in front of our house, which I thought was nice. Cool. Actually had tanks. The, the National Guard rolled out. It was unbelievable. Um you know, it's your show, so I don't want to believable get in the way. Now. No, ask believable now. It is believable now, isn't it? <laughs> now, I, I, do you think, and then very quickly, I'm not going to go on and on about this, but but back in the 60s when Plymouth Avenue was burned to the ground, they never replaced those businesses. Estes Funeral Home is there. Uh, you got Mickey's Liquor. 
And that might be it for businesses on Plymouth Avenue. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, Plymouth Avenue from the river all the way to Theodore Parkway was business after business after business. It, it was, was the Lake Street driving. of the north side. It was the Lake Street of mm-hmm. the north side, exactly. And it never came back. We're not going to let that happen again, I wouldn't think. Things have changed a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, for one thing, that was at the time when the cities were emptying out and everything yep. was, the, you know, there was a major disinvestment from the core cities. Now we're in the exact opposite challenge. And in many ways, Lake Street, for example, there's a much greater risk that uh, the people are going to be pushed out who've been there because of, yeah. you know, yeah, bigger money that. coming in, more investment uh, coming in, wanting brand to... Brand new buildings. The yeah. land values are, you know, way up. Yep. Uh, the zoning is favorable for a lot of, uh, you know, institutional investors to come in. So it's more of an issue where people are going to get pushed out rather than it just kind of decaying, would be my guess. Although, you know, how long it will be before investors are willing to put money into Minneapolis yeah. is an open question right. as long as the police questions are still out there. Yeah, they ruled today they're, they're not going to put it to a vote, uh, I see, this November or to move forward. Well, I, I heard mean, apparently I it's in the city charter that they have to fund a police department. So The state, uh, I believe, also will make you fund a police department. I, I, I just... It's really interesting to me watching this, having witnessed it once when I was 13 and now again when I'm, what am I, like 29? Right. Yep. <laughs> Laugh it up, Benji. <laughs> but, yeah, it's really interesting to watch this whole thing because what I'd really like to see, and I don't know if it's ever going to happen, do you think, when do we get to the point where we where we just don't hate one another. What is that? Where did that come from, Ryan? Do you guys have any any idea? I don't even. I don't even. I don't even know what we're mad at each other about. I know. Couldn't agree more. How in the world is it that wearing a mask or not wearing a mask is a political statement? I know. That's amazing. It's actually amazing. There's nothing <laughs> political about it. And, and it's almost like you have to turn it into something political, or it, or nobody cares about it. Ooh, we got to take a break already. Man, this is flying by. You want to go 12? Let's go to 12. We'll go to 12. No, I agree. I've told, I have friends of mine on both sides of the aisle, and some that are way, they're so far out of the aisle, they, they, you can't even see them. And mm-hmm. one of them was going on and on about the mask. I said, dude, you're not wearing the yellow star. You're not getting loaded into a train to a death camp. It's a piece of cloth, and you're going to quick trip for some donuts and smokes. Lighten up a little, Francis. Well, I mean, it's just I, not that big a deal. It's not. I mean, I got mine right here. No boogers in it, which I'm very proud <laughs> of. Boogery uh, mask. No boogery <laughs> mask. Uh, you know, I said on the air, I said on the KQ Morning Show, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't like wearing a mask. But if that's the rule, I'll wear a mask. What? It's the rule. It's Would a mandate. Would you that? ask your doctor to not wear one on a surgical procedure because you think it's politically, you know, a I, bad idea? I couldn't agree more. No, but but if it's look, if it's a mandate or if it's law, get your head out of your ass and wear the mask. Why is this such a big deal? I mean, it's hotter to mask. Man, these things are hot. It, re- it reminds me of when people didn't want to wear seatbelts. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. It uh, did take a while for for older people, uh, like my parents, to adapt that. Yeah, but when I was a kid, yeah. a lot because I yeah. think it was '67 or '8, something like that, when it became federal law. I think I don't remember exactly, it but it was in the ago. '60s. When I was a kid, all sorts of people's, all basically all of my friends' parents, sometimes wore their seatbelt. My grandfather never did. He drove these T-Birds. He buy a new one every year. Oh, I love T-Birds. He just did not understand technology. He loved to smoke cigars, so we'd drive up to Maine together, and he'd fire up a heater and then roll down the window and throw the cigarette lighter out. It's like, 
The lighter? Oh, yeah, the, the, yeah, lighter. He just, he the forgot. Light. I thought it was he a forgot. match. He thought <laughs> it was a match. Yeah, exactly. he'd, start, he'd swear for five miles. God damn it. I will tell you, honestly, God, you're talking about seat belts with the shoulder strap on it. One of my favorite things in the world, back when I used to lift weights with the Road Warriors yeah. and all those guys, these gigantic men getting in a car, they're like, God yeah. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to get that thing around this massive <laughs> There is that. Not, it was I don't hilarious. Know. You had a lot of kids. I don't know if your mom had a car, but I. I My mother grew never drove. She drove once and it was uh, on the sidewalk pretty much. Yeah. Not good. Last <laughs> time I drove with my mom was up in Grand Marais, probably in the late 90s, and somebody pulled out right in front of us. I'm sitting Ooh. next to her. I get the. the forearm right in the thorax i'm like mom i'm 210 pounds i'm not a kid anymore she goes oh i'm sorry it's just habit because <laughs> well, that's, that's what true. you did with little children. kids when you're a mom you was like, right mass and seat belts are kind of the same people yeah. also made up all kinds of crazy reasons why it was less safe to wear a seat belt yes. right? yeah, they did. all this yep. crap about mass being somehow bad for your yeah. health you're absolutely right all right let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll be talking about marijuana i have a lot of questions mm. oh for, from me not for you why not? Well, you can, I can, you can answer, too. We'll be right back. God. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important? Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state we're making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Well, that sounds like a great way to do business. All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. I thought it was a great idea. It's a brilliant idea. I asked Ryan for his permission to just go every time he makes a speech, and I just go up there first and go, shut the hell up and be quiet. Get off your ass. Tom Bernard, the head leader of the shut up party. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm very serious. I'm sick of this ruining people's lives because they don't agree with you. Yeah, the cancel is culture th- is really getting out of control. And I blame hell? a lot of it on Al Franken, quite honestly. I, I think he walked too early, and that just was yeah, sort of the, power. the fuel for the fire. how hard that was for me to support him because he no, and I, I have never gotten along, get along, ever. But I just thought he got screwed. 
I just I, too. if look if a guy gets screwed doesn't mean if you like him or not. I don't like Al Franken. I never will. But he got screwed, so I supported him in the deal. So here's my you know. my favorite Al Franken story. He was being interviewed, and he was talking about how hard it was to shut off his comedy side and become. You know, a, a he doesn't have a comedy side. He's not funny in the <laughs> least. Pretty funny. And he says, you Ugh. know, when a constituent achieves a big goal, like gets the CEO of Cargill or whatever, turns 110 years old, as a senator, you send out congratulations right, letters. Right, right. Yeah. And there was a gal in, in his district who turned 110, and he sent her a card. The staff intercepted and says, congratulations on your 110th. The future's looking bright. <laughs> Which well, is pretty funny, but yeah. the staff explained she might think it's funny, but her grandchildren, yeah, great grandchildren, yeah. and so on and so forth. But it was funny. He, sp- he spent the first six years in the Senate trying not to be funny. Right. Head down, just trying to do the work. Yeah. He was only starting to emerge, you know, yeah. when he stepped down with a little bit more of kind of the right balance, I think, for him. He was the top I think he's funny. fundraiser for the do. Democrats, wasn't he? He was, yeah, definitely. I mean, he was a he was a uh, cash cow. I have a question for you about uh, uh, federal marijuana legislation. This the stuff Pay attention, that Benji. I can the see Senator, the look your face. Senator Smith, this bill that she's putting through, and I'm like, okay, I get that, and I know that you're kind, you're in that camp as well. But she said something, and I wish I'd written it down because I'm going to screw it up. Uh, but she, there was something about protecting uh, racial inequity in. That marijuana bill that she's—it's like racial we talked about Why this the other day. Why would you want to protect day. inequity? Not protect. You know what I'm trying to say. I better look. I never even finished I did, high school, and I know that. I did terrible prep <laughs> prep work. What's your question, Doug? Yeah, I, I, I'm just—I'm going to move on. Tom, go ahead and take over. I f that up. I'm going to look it up while you talk amongst yourselves. So you're protecting. Uh, racial views. Right? Uh, just there's a huge, there's huge racial disparities in law enforcement on marijuana. There has been there forever. Are, yeah, but her yeah, her that, bill was, point. you know, was to legalize it right. at the federal level. But then she said something that didn't. And you and I were talking about this. Well, thing. I will tell you, this is a flat out truth. I, for two years now, have taken THC to sleep. Right? Because I've, I have not slept since I was 19. So literally for 50 years, I didn't sleep. Just never did. I took medication. I took all kinds of pharmaceuticals that, you know, calm you down, to put you to sleep, to do this, to do that, and all the rest of it. I got on THC to sleep. I no longer take any pharmaceuticals, none. I don't have, like, joint pain. I don't have to, you know, I don't, I don't get I Right now I'm getting sad, which it really feels uncomfortable because it hasn't been that way last year and a half, you know, mm-hmm. since I started doing the marijuana to sleep. But I can feel it coming on a little bit. I mean, look, I'm looking at a picture of Michelle Obama saying she's suffering from low-grade depression right now. I suppose we all are. But the number one thing I would say to you if you talked about legalizing marijuana is you're going to have a hell of a fight from the pharmaceutical industry because they're going to lose a ton of money if that yeah. happens. They're going to lose a lot of money uh, because I, I don't – I used to take Xanax. I used to take all kinds of stuff, Wellbutrin. I took uh, pain oh, medication. God, I took that stuff for a while. I quit smoking. Yeah. I, it was like taking acid. I'd go to sleep and I'd have the craziest Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I couldn't take it. So on the upside of it, <laughs> it really works. You do not get high when you take THC to sleep. You don't get high at all. Really? You just go to sleep. It's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, it's a matter of dosing, I'm guessing. It is, yeah, yeah. it is. So you take a very small amount. <clears throat> yeah. You start with 10 milligrams. For some people, that's quite a bit, actually. Okay. You know, I, I do like six, 700. 
No. <laughs> no, but no, I do. You won't wake up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't ever wake up again. Actually, I did one time. I went and picked up some. That was in Florida, though, not here. Of course it was in Florida. And I took it, you know, the one capsule. supposed to be 10 milligrams. Took it, and I'm watching uh, uh, Ricky Gervais. Uh, what's that new show he's got on? The oh, Ricky Gervais show, the one he's got on. Where he's, his wife died? Yes. Very, very funny. Afterlife. Afterlife. There you go. It's, it's funny and brutally hard to watch at times. It is. And I'm watching the show, sad. and all of a sudden, Ricky Gervais turns into a dragon on the TV screen. <laughs> I'm like, so I said, oh, man, something's wrong here. I'm going to go check the bottle. I couldn't move my legs, right? I could not move my legs. So I finally waited, and I kind of, you know, sauntered into the bedroom I had they had given me 50 milligram capsules five times more than I was taking it's like holy god I'm like why is Ricky Gervais a dragon (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Jerry Garcia strength (laughs) yeah exactly but I asked them about it and there are some people that do take five or six hundred milligrams of that stuff of THC of THC I mean, I don't know how the hell you would even function. It's like the no kind of people who no. drink an entire bottle of vodka to go to sleep, you know. <clears throat> Kill the rest of us, but for them, it's just a nice little sedative. Oh. I did find out a friend of mine who died recently was drinking a quart and a half of vodka a day for about 20 years. Yeah, That'll do it. I don't know. Holy how Hannah. can you, how, how do you have for enough 20 years money, though, oh. like, to be able to <laughs> pay for all that? that. Me. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He actually did. Wow. <laughs> really? Anyway, moving forward. Uh, so if you get the cheapest vodka, you, you, oh, vodka he didn't can get, get cheap pretty vodka. cheap. No? Uh, he didn't buy the cheap. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so so you, are you working on this? Yeah, I introduced a bill this session uh, to legalize for adult use. A uh, pretty comprehensive approach. We worked on it for the last year, basically, putting together uh, you know, uh, people from lots of different perspectives, having them weigh in we went around the state did 15 town hall meetings to get people's input into it uh, brought in experts or you know people from colorado who'd been dealing with their right. laws and trying to figure out the best models and uh you know i think if we have a change in the minnesota senate in the next election uh and democrats are in charge we will have adult use cannabis in minnesota oh i think that year. is definitely true and then the only problem there is it will be taxed at a 99.5% rate. No. So the biggest problem... <laughs> I had to do it. No, 300%. That, that's actually like the biggest mistake we could make is to I have agree. the tax too high or have you're the regulations right. too steep because you're trying to end an illicit marketplace and move it into a legal regulated marketplace. Right. And if the barrier is too high, yep. the yeah, black right. market is going to continue. You and I should do a TV spot in which you could say, this is my friend Tom Bernard. He takes THC now. And he's nowhere near as big a prick as he used to. He's trying, what do you think? He's trying to get reelected. American you know, needs I don't know if that's going to help. <laughs> well, that would help him. He could call me a prick. I, uh, I can't deny it. I, don't, I, I wouldn't hurt anything. I wouldn't hurt anything. I'm your guy. No, I think it, I think it would really help a lot of people. I really do because it does work for pain. It works for anxiety. It works for sleep. And there, are, really you know, good. and there are some harms associated with it. Teenagers yeah. and you know yeah. that kind of yep. thing, but. Right. The you know the harms that we're doing by making it illegal are much greater, and we can actually address the real concerns that people have. And we can get Benji off of meth then if we have the legal. Right. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> it's put some weight on. I'm on too I'll much never meth. give up my meth. <laughs> get some milkshakes. <laughs> you try a meth milkshake. <laughs> oh, so you think if the Dems take the the Senate in Minnesota, that that they'll just 
pass legislation. We've been working on the bill for a year, and it's basically ready to go. Do you what think the, the same thing would happen at the federal level? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't spent any time considering Probably. that. You have the issue with the Senate, and you know, if you have to get two yeah. thirds in the, or 60 votes in the Senate. I'm not sure if you'd have that much support or not. Yeah. But in Minnesota, it's not. You know, there there may be some resistance here and there, but by and large, the bill we've put together satisfies just about everybody's concerns. And what would you do with the tax income? From marijuana, where would that? What would you do to? What would that fund? The goal is for it to pay for itself. So the uh, you know we want to provide some additional education based on like reality to students. We want to make sure that we have some additional substance abuse money available uh, because a lot of people end up getting into treatment because of a uh, marijuana arrest. Right. And so we want to make sure that we're not entirely uh, losing our ability to serve those people. So we're putting some more money into treatment. Uh, and then we are uh, putting some money into investing in the same communities that have been most, you know, had the heaviest policing uh, and have the disproportionate arrest rates and imprisonment and so forth and put money back into those communities to get them into the industry. So the idea is there are some harms. There have been past harms related to how we've enforced this. Let's put the money that we make back into it and keep the taxes at an you know, absolutely minimum level. I like it. That was a Democrat that said that. I not. Well, there, Minimal I, taxation. I don't understand. Oh, trust me. That is not part of my platform otherwise. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you know. Um, why don't the Republicans want to do it? Well, I, there are some Republicans who do. You had yeah, right. uh, Pat Garofalo in here, right. and he would Pat do it. Was, yep, he so would libertarian do it. Yep. Republicans would do it. It's the yes. Christian conservative types who don't want to do it, and they are pretty much dominant in the state Senate. So Paul Gazelka is very much a, you know. You're very conservative. Very conservative yep. from a Christian standpoint. Oh, is he? So he doesn't like gambling. He doesn't like marijuana. He doesn't like alcohol. Is he thrilled to have lunch with? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> He is a nice and well-meaning individual. There you go. Yeah. That's all I needed. It all works out in the end. Um, yeah, I don't really understand how anyone's. I don't. You know, your culture, your religion, your culture, whatever, should not enter into making judgment on law. Can't but, help it. Yeah, can't you help can't. It. You yeah. can't. Can't. Yeah, how do you have a culture-neutral environment? It's not possible. Well, there's not a whole lot of culture right now. I'll tell you. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot true. happening right now. I mean, that's what politics is all about right now: is culture, which tribe yeah. you're in, what yeah. you identify with. What, no doubt about it. You know, it. there's no question about. Uh, you know, everything is being divided, yeah, sorted it out. It is, and I really wish they'd stop. And like I said, I, I you know. I, I came up a Democrat. I tried being a Republican for a while. I'm neither now. I just would kind of like to go, hey, could we just all calm down and let's go? I voted for Democrats. I voted for Republicans. I just, my mother still did. We got to take a break here. My mother's the best of all things. She and Tim Pawlenty were really good friends. And she always told him, though, all the time. Tim, I love you, and I always will, but I'd never vote for you because I'm a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> she did. That's, that's how she felt. No doubt. Well, you know, you never met Toots, did you? No, I never did. That's too bad. You'd have loved her. She was an amazing woman. You gonna you gonna stretch how you, how long you want to go? No, this it's segment? up to you. You're looking at the no, clock. It's your we, show. All right. I don't think people want to hear us fight. They're paying good money. To I've never liked it. I think that's all that people ask for. Is yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what don't agree on everything. <laughs> <laughs> if you're giving them, if you're not giving them conflict, there's nothing to watch. Yeah, or pretty much true. 
We'll be back uh, in a couple minutes with more of the Glenn Beck Radio Hour. (laughs) (laughs) Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. We are back. Third segment, episode 58. Eight. 58. Wow. 58. You've been doing this for a year and a half. I know, it's amazing. Time off. And people still listen. Oh, yeah, they love this. You get a lot of cars Can sold off this it? thing. I know. <laughs> really? This shit? <laughs> Somebody tweeted me just last night. They must have listened to the podcast, last week's podcast. We were talking about automotive inventions, and I think I said that turbochargers first showed up in cars in the early 60s. Yeah, like, you did. It yeah. was in airplanes in 1922. I'm like, yeah, well, thanks for listening. Yeah. That's a big difference. It's, it's okay. They're it everywhere now. are paying attention. Is anything not turbocharged? Yeah, oh, the whole turbocharged. You know, and, and internal combustion engines, almost all of them are. Ford, a little Honda CRVI drives a turbocharged one-and-a-half liter motor, and it gets 35 miles a gallon. That's awesome. Did you see what Michael Bryant did to me this morning? Did you hear that? Mm-mm. So we got a 4K television. And my granddaughter and grandson, four and two, come over, and we watch Tinkerbell in 4K. Have you seen 4K animation? No. Holy God. It's is like, it, it, is it's, it like being on 50 milligrams of THC? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's like it, it literally looks 3D because uh-huh. it's so beautiful. And, the, of course, Disney uses lots of colors and movement and shiny objects and all that stuff. So I'm ra- raving about it, right? The movie Tinkerbell. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Fawny loved it and Sage loved it and all the rest of it. But so I get a uh, I get a message from Michael Bryan, big advertiser on this show, the morning show, the whole day. And he goes, "God, you're embarrassing. You were just fawning all over Tinkerbell." <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but seriously, you guys, I can't tell you how beautiful it is. It's amazingly done. I don't know how the hell they do it. I have no idea. So hmm. I, I have a question for Tom. Byron? Just came came to me. So we've been talking about people in radio, and we've got one of those running for the U.S. Senate right now. Oh, Jason, Jason Lewis. Jason Lewis. Yeah, he's running against Tina Smith, right? He is. How's that going? Well, I was going to ask, uh, you know, if, if what your opinion of uh, radio broadcasters ch- switching to political offices and whether you have any plans. Whether I have any plans. I've been asked to run for governor twice now. It ain't ever going to happen. I can promise you that. Here's me. My first day on the job as governor of the state of Minnesota. Get out! Yeah. <laughs> you don't like it? That would Get work. The hell out. That would work. Yeah, that'd go over huge, wouldn't it? So, it, I mean, the same thing happened to Jason Lewis when he ran yeah, against Angie Craig. To, they yeah. just started playing some of his old board tapes. And it's like, 
Those guys. Oh, you wouldn't want to. <laughs> I don't imagine? know if I'd win if they did like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You have every standards. Standards have evolved track record. Nobody would vote for you. You'd get zero. I'd get zero votes. You're absolutely right. I listen to my tapes. I'm not voting for myself. I'm not voting for myself. It ain't going to happen. No, it. You know what's what's funny about that is I look back at at that as far as I am you know personally concerned, and there were times when the you know the far far right really religious people went after me because of things I did, and then the far left went after me and destroyed my they destroyed my voiceover career. I mean, just destroyed it. I was one of the top five voiceover guys in the country until the Star Tribune decided they call me a racist, and then all these far lefties picked that up and. Well, Paul, it was Paul Wellstone, basically, is who it was that started the whole thing. Those so damn I, wrestlers. Yes, those damn <laughs> wrestlers, exactly. So I had, you know, I am who I am. So I react rather strongly when someone does th- something like that. So that's where most of that came from. It's like, what are you doing? I would never, look, I always talk about the fact that I don't like Al Frank and I find him to be a massive pain in the ass. But, well, I, even better example. There's a, uh, uh, what's his name, Spike Moss. Mm-hmm. Spike has been trying to end my career for 35 years now. He just has. He doesn't like me. He doesn't like anything about me. All the rest of it. But when I saw that his the, that his grandson lost his life, I went on the air and said, "You know, Spike Moss, I'm really sorry to hear your grandfather that your grandson lost his life is terrible." I don't think those guys would do that for me. I just don't think that's the way they're made. I am. I still got my mother in my head. It's like I don't care how much I dislike you or you dislike me. I have to tell you how bad that makes me feel. Now, I've made a friendship. It's not a strong friend. It's, a, it's an acquaintance more than anything because I reached out to Garrison Keeler when he got fired. And I said, Garrison, I just don't think that was fair, man. God, I'd love uh, to go drinking with the two of you. Oh, Garrison, <laughs> Garrison and me? Yeah, that'd be a drink. I had one hell of a conversation with him about, geez, uh, back in April, I guess it was. He is one smart son of a bitch. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a very, very bright guy. And he was could not have been more pleasant. And I think what I'm trying to say here right now, Ryan, I'd like to get there uh, with our political parties and our religious leaders and everybody else. And again, I'll take all the. I'll sit down and I'll go, all you just shut up and get along. Otherwise, I'm coming to your house. <laughs> what do you think? You think that would work? No. No, I don't think that. Would work. <laughs> no, I go, no, but it's a nice way. thought. But I, you can, you can do both. You can not like somebody or not like anything they do. But when something important happens, you have to be a decent person because I, I was taught by my mother. You have to come forward and say, I'm very, very sorry that this happened to you. Sure. We've lost that. Nobody ever does that anymore. Have you noticed that? No, I, <clears throat> you just right. don't see it anymore. Yeah. Why? You know, I, even if I didn't even know you, I'd go, man, that's, that's just not right. Because you, you, you kind of look inward and you go, how would I feel? You know, if I lost my granddaughter or my grandson, man, I, I couldn't stand it. So yeah. I think they need the support of everybody with things like that. I think the word is just decency. I think, think some decency would and be I good. And I think that there's a lot of it out there, but the voices we hear are not the ones that are leading with that. <laughs> well, yeah. well, it doesn't and, catch and the news headlines, I Well, suppose. I mean, we're sitting here, you're, you know, making a podcast, right? Anybody can make their own media at any point in time. Yes. There's so much yep. noise out there that it's pretty much only the things that are loudest or more, most provocative that are catching people's attention because mm-hmm. there's just so much out there. Well, the one thing that I've really, really learned, and Benji, this would be some, a good point for you, always check to see if something's real or not because mm-hmm. hardly any of it is anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah. whoa. Mm-hmm. Well, I was sent a story today about a, about a guy uh, getting attacked, and the, the guy who did the attacking with a machete 
was released from jail, and the guy he attacked was a cop, actually, and they charged the cop with excessive use of force because he tased him. It wasn't true. So, but there were the pictures of it. Mm, I mean, yeah. the, the incident actually happened, but the outcome was not what they said it was. The guy with the machete went to prison for 16 years for doing it. You have to check, and Benji, I'm not right. kidding you, you have to check every story because <laughs> yeah. none of it's true anymore. Uh-huh. Remember the uh, dolphins that were swimming in the canal in Venice? The one that I got <laughs> faked out by recently was right after the George Floyd deal. Uh, uh, oh, that feel. Oh, that really hurts. That when you run your really kneecap into a oh, underneath yeah. a table, that'll yeah. leave a mark. The, uh, the officer's wife, uh, there was a story that her brother was the Asian cop on the scene. Like, oh, yeah. Wow, it's amazing. Right. You know, they're right. both Hmong, and right. they are both Hmong. No, they're not related. They're not related. Like, well, they look alike. <clears throat> I didn't say that. I just said, okay, big Hmong community. It's this. It's right, kind of a right. weird coincidence, but well, what not probably too, what's the value of making something like that up? That's what probably the part happened that I there don't get. was the Hmong don't have that many different surnames, so they probably just saw that the two had the same surname yeah, and were like, yeah. oh, well, they're obviously related. Right. Yeah. That's a possibility. Or they could have just or somebody hired just, knows. You know, there's all this fake news going around. and you, you, That's one you, law. Is it the Russians? <clears throat> I, I would love know. to see is a crackdown on lying in the press. That would be nice. Just like straight up lying. That shouldn't be. Boy, like there's that. enough of it, man. It's hard to, it's hard to police it. It is. Yes, it, do you think it'll ever happen? They'll have to be honest again. It used to happen. That they it, got it, rid well, of when people thing, start yeah. to expect it, but the, what's... What, what people want to believe is way more powerful than right. any fact. No doubt about it. And so if you want to believe something is true or something is not true, you're going to find a way to do it. And there's whole industries out there to give you all the, mm-hmm. the information no you need I think to believe exactly whatever right. you want to believe. Social media allows you to find supporting Say, evidence for your That's probably the most dangerous ideas. thing about the Internet is the fact that no matter what your belief, no matter how crazy it is, you can find a group of people who believes it and reinforce yep. your belief, and yep. you're now basically part of a cult. Yeah, you try to crack down on it, people are starting to bring up First Amendment. We don't have stuff we like don't that. have a culture anymore. We have cults. <laughs> we do. That, you're it's absolutely true. right. It's it's a bunch of cults, and it, and by the way, in, in an era when we're talking most about racism, tribalism is what it really is. It's not, you know, look, if you hate somebody because of their skin color, whether it be black, white, or whatever, then you're a racist a hole. But most of it has to do uh, Steven Spielberg put out a put out a documentary a couple of years ago. It was called Why We Hate. It's brilliant. Have you ever seen it? I haven't seen it. It is I brilliant. Even heard of it? Chimpanzees and bonobos over in Africa. They look exactly the same. The chimpanzees. Unless you're a chimpanzee. Well, yeah. no, that's exactly right. Uh, the males run the chimpanzee tribe, and the females run the bonobo tribe. Now, again, they look exactly the same. Chimpanzees are much more aggressive than bonobos are. But you know why they hate one another? Because they look identical. You know why they hate one another? Because they live on different sides of the river. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. It's all territory. True story. It's a true story. They, they, if you come from the other side of the river, I hate you. I'll tell well, you, that's that the a Kansas, Missouri thing. Yeah. It's also a Kansas and Missouri yeah. thing. Oh, that's true, I don't, yeah. Can't you, you say someone's from Kansas City, Kansas, and they're actually from Kansas City, Missouri, oh. it's, it, fists are going up. It's, like, <laughs> really? it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Not. So what do we do about that? 
I mean, that's not, it's tribalism, it's not racism. You evolved for another 10 million years. <laughs> well, we well in some ways, nationalism is, is kind of the way that we've gotten past that before. Yeah. You, you've yep. put your identity into yeah. America, yep. and so we're all together in America, and that creates... You know, then you have to hate the Soviets, or you have to hate. We're the whoever, greatest right? country in the world, <laughs> right? Right. And no one else can. Edward, compete. it's like that's disintegrating into all these kind of more micro-level identities no that people it. have. No doubt about. It. Well, they're never going to let me into Wisconsin again because I brought up this morning I've never had a cheese curd, so they're never letting me in that state again. <laughs> so then I found out, there's a big sign in Hudson. Tom, get out! I, I, then I found out they put they put it. And in then there's poutine. one on the other side of Minnesota. <laughs> he's stuck. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> back and forth across I can't the bridge. Go anywhere anymore. I have a question for you, Ryan. Who do you think is going to win the presidential election? I think Joe Biden's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, I mean, something. You know. 2020, anything could happen, right? Right. But right. I think it's going to be something, close. Something major has to shift in order to change the dynamics of this yeah. race. Because when COVID kind of finally set yeah. in this summer, the Trump approval, disapproval just opened up, you know, that gap. And it really hasn't moved at all. And, you know, mm. is there anybody who thinks that, you know, the right track, wrong track, 20 percent of America thinks we're on the right track? Who, who are those people? What? Right. <laughs> right. Who Concerning thinks this what? is? That the country's heading in the right direction. Well, right? financially it is. For some people. Yeah, for some. For some. The stock market well, it's always is. been like that. No. Oh, yeah. But, you know, when you've got 15% unemployment, that's a pretty big Yeah. But that's hit. not his fault. I mean, well, that's COVID. It doesn't matter. It's never no, fair. No, no, you're it's right. It's never no, fair. I yeah. agree. The incumbent president right. always owns what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, I, no, you no know, the, the, the biggest in this example, case, I and I always get... God, you're the, such a pain in the The older President Bush, I mean, right before he right. lost to Bill Clinton, that winter or early spring, they won the Gulf War. And that's usually like, shit, that's yeah, great right. news for the incumbent. Right. But then all of a sudden the economy took a crap, not like it yeah. is now. And James Caravelle finally famously said it's about the economy, Stu. But I, I think it's going to be really close. I mean, everybody, yeah, not everybody's right. saying landslide, but it's just, it's... Oh, it's not going to be a landslide, I would think. I, I just, no. I had lunch with with Trump in April. I was invited to have lunch with him. Have you ever met him? No. He's nothing like that in person. That's what I hear from people. Nothing like, I mean, not even close. Personable and gracious. Yeah. He said, Ryan, how are you? How's your, he'd know your your wife's name, your kid's name. Right. He'd know where you came from. What you, I mean, and yes, he, he's but fed But we're not hiring him to be personally That's nice. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's all fake. I, I, don't, I still don't. You he's know. a performer. Yeah, he, is. he is a performer. And he, he's a celebrity apprentice. Come on, he's, no, he a, he's an actor. He is the ultimate embodiment of attention culture. All yeah. he wants think, is people to look at him. Okay, then I need a favor from you. If Joe Biden gets elected, I need to take over that job in Bosnia that his kid had. <laughs> what? You got to lay off. It's a good job. Lay right? off? Why? Yeah, just what that family has gone through and what his That's son has. That's got nothing has, to do with filth. Yeah, but his son They're is also. Filthy. But his son also has, you know, some pretty significant mental health issues too. That kid does. Yeah. Well, see, nobody ever reported that. that. That kid, the, the the one that was working in Bosnia. Yeah. I did not. I know it was one. Well, his other son died. Boy, this is going to be a tough uh, headline for Ryan. Winkler calls Biden's son crazy. <laughs> yeah, way to go, Ryan. I mean, there's just, you know, I feel like on their in his family, they have uh, sacrificed a lot. And there is no, you know, there is no question that of Biden having been involved in anything like that. You know, do may do like family what? members trade off of names sometimes? Oh, yes, all the time. Right. Yes. That doesn't mean that that it's the fault of Joe Biden. Oh, I don't think Biden did or actually Trump, for that matter, ever did anything that that out 
striped anything that's happened in the past. There have been some filthy pigs mm-hmm. in office over the years. Warren G. Harding. Well, there's one, but I don't want to bring it up in front of Ryan because that guy. I I will never understand why people thought FDR was such a wonderful human being. This is a guy who imprisoned Japanese people, turned away a, a boat of 2,000 Jews to their deaths, and voted against anti-lynching. That's your boy FDR. Now, there are Republicans that have done the same thing. I just don't understand how... And I got nothing against the Democratic Party at all. My mother was an ardent Democrat. It's just when people adore these individuals, it's like... Check your facts, will you? Well, that's the thing. Nobody should be turned into a myth, right? Uh, Absolutely what I'm saying. Even Abraham Lincoln uh, in Minnesota is controversial. His portrait is in the Minnesota House chamber because of the largest mass execution in U.S. history took place under his order in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So if you're Native American in Minnesota, your association with him is not the same, right? No, Absolutely. But, you know, it's, not, it's a lot easier. It's a lot more comfortable for people to feel really good about some things and really terrible about others. I love this. I hate that. Life is yep. easy. I've got it all sorted out. But, Ryan, Nuance, why can you... ambiguity. Yeah. That's too much work. Why can you and I have a decent conversation? We took different positions on that just now. And I actually even stepped on it a little bit just to see how you'd react. Why can't everybody just do what we just did? Most people don't take the time to have conversations. They still That's right. Because like, it's just like so it's hard not face their to face. Like, and they're just yeah. on their yeah. dopamine machines thumb. all the time, yeah. right? Oh, all they're doing. Me nuts. Twitter actively discourages dis- conversation. So there is that's that. That's true. And that's how that's a lot of people true. communicate now. Final question. Who do you think Biden picks for VP? It's got to be Kamala Harris. It's not Susan Rice? I hope it is somebody who's actually won an election before. Well, that's a, see, now that's a very good, good point. point. That's Theoretically, a very, very good point. could Biden pick Trump as his VP? I suppose. Just <laughs> they apparently legalized marijuana over in this part of the studio. I think Ryan just had a stroke. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. No, but I was just thinking that there's probably a group of t- people on Twitter who are actively promoting that idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, can we at least get if this? It's crazy like, enough. Society's up, is they up weren't before it. they are now. Thanks, I vote Andy. For that. Right here, this show, you're just gonna you're gonna go viral nationally just based on that idea. Uh, is it fair for me to say this? Because I say this all the time when people ask me about president, this, that, and that. And it is true. If you want to be president, you're not my kind of guy. Yeah. You're just not. You know, you just if you want to be the most powerful person on earth, I really don't want to hang out with you. You know what I mean? Does I that make sense? I, I mean, somebody's got to lead. I understand that. I mean, I think that's. I think there's a there's a fair um, point to that because I think if you want to be president. Um, that bad, and that's what right. you go into right. office for. I think and everything we have to like have that. the Jimmy yeah. Carter exclusion, though. You can't. Oh, Jimmy was a nice man. He <laughs> well, was, yeah. Jimmy was a very nice. He got screwed. I would argue that he sacrificed his presidency for the economy. That's what they were going on. They they kept interest rates high to break the back of inflation, and that was really a wise move. But it was it didn't play very well. With well, the he told me he didn't want to be around Mondale anymore, too. <laughs> Mondale did drive him nuts, you know. Have you ever talked to him about that? No. I think. Did I ever talk to Jimmy Carter? Yeah, I was going to say. When you're talking to Jimmy Carter all the time. But I just. Jimmy, I'm I'm sure it went the other way, too. That's inevitable. Yeah, well, there's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah, Mondale was so frustrated because he'd go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And Jimmy goes, settle down, Walter. Right. So you're right. It goes both ways. So I have another final question. (laughs) I I would agree with you that I think it's going to be Kamala Harris. You never know until it. But it'll probably make the announcement. This week, sometime. I think so, yeah. yeah and I would, I would next so. week. What, what I can next week, envision then? is 
that catches a lot of media attention. Numbers go up in the poll. Trump kind of freaks out. Does he dump Pence? Wouldn't be a bad idea. Drop his actually. Pence. <laughs> Drop, Drop his pants. No, come really? On, really? I love it. I might, buy, I a I might buy a billboard. I might buy a billboard. I don't that up. see. <laughs> Drop your pants. I don't see <laughs> that Pence brings anything into no, their re-election that, no. that Trump doesn't already have. But I right? think it just you know it'll look like desperation at a certain point. The numbers are really bad for yeah. them. I mean, he, Hillary. The, the difference between now and sixteen is that so many people hated Hillary Clinton. Yeah, they did. And nobody yeah. really hates Joe Biden. Yeah. Trump, no, I don't think so. Trump I think you're didn't right. actually do all that great in raw numbers, but Democratic votes went way down in, yeah. in Minnesota, but also around the country. So right. you take this situation where the economy's in the toilet, where people are you know getting sick from a global pandemic. He was never all that popular to begin with, no, and you have a Democratic candidate that people sort of feel okay about. It just, I don't, the dynamics, something has to shift for him to be able to win. There's a possibility. I mean, if they if they come up with some deal like they do once in a while. I mean, you have to remember, I was a voiceover guy. I did the entire campaign for Michael Dukakis, so I know how to lose. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't he, with him at the tank picture, were you? Oh, when he put that helmet on, I went, why did I do his campaign? Why did I ever do that? Uh, that's, that was uncomfortable. 20 minutes. Well, My God, we got to go. Minute. Yeah, we do have to go. Well, this could go on forever and ever, which is great. Right? But I do love the fact that you could talk and say, no, I don't agree with you on that. And nobody goes, you son of a bitch. It's like, calm down, everybody. Yeah. I'll never listen to KQRA again. KQRA, uh, Denny, Denny Green. Well, afterwards, I'll tell you all the topics that I distracted you around. <laughs> <laughs> you were using me, man. I was really upset. Keep the mics on, Andy. No, I was not distracted by anything. I love the fact that, uh, that we could talk. Benji, you're probably pretty liberal, I would imagine. 23 yeah. years old, yeah. you're going to be pretty liberal. I went, to Lo- I went to school in Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah, very, well, there you yeah. go. The blue dot in the red state. Yep. So, I mean, it's a situation where nobody at this table got angry with anybody else about it. What they said, they just go, well, what about this? What about this? What about that? You, know, you don't have to agree, and you certainly don't have to ruin someone's life because they don't agree but with you. But there's also nothing wrong with listening <clears throat> to somebody else's Couldn't point agree of view more. And, and thinking maybe there's something to what they have to say. Don't ever tell them this, but Doug and Michael Bryant taught me a lot. Don't ever bring it up wow. to them, though. That's don't, right. don't tell them. Well, if you spend your whole life with the same opinion, you've basically not lived. That's right. No, it's, you're absolutely right. I couldn't agree more. And I have I bounced all over the place, as I said. I grew up a Democrat, tried to become a Republican for a while. That didn't work. I don't know about a libertarian. I just kind of hang in the middle and go, eh, whatever. You all suck. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, I said. Get the hell out. So I have another final question. Oh, my God. <laughs> this will be an easy one, and I thought about another this. Another final question. I would like to have, after the election in November, I'd like to have you and Pat on at the, in the same oh, time. Oh, that would be sure. fun. Yeah. I think that would be nice really guy. fun. That wraps it up for episode 58 of Walzer Automotive Group's Wait Car Selling you Secrets. Why, I'm sorry. Son of a- <laughs> Tom has another Wait, final question. Wait, you're recording this? <laughs> Wait, this is recording. I was being nice to Ryan Winkler. Damn it. We'll be uh, back uh, next week with a big uh, fan of the show. Officer Dave's coming in. Oh, is he? It's an annual vacation. He says, can I be on next Wednesday because I'm off? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Officer Dave, about 6'5", weighs about 280. Yeah. And he's not, he's not a lot of it's fat. fat. <laughs> Zero. His boy his arms you just like say, sir. Woo. So when he asked to Great come on, guy. I'm like, I, he'll kill me oh, if I say no. So <laughs> tune in next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Thank you both for coming in today. It was great to Thank see you. Thank you.